Well, I guess this is what you'd call a kind of stripped-down version of the Brunswick Ballers beat. Uh, no special guests this week, no sound effects, no music, no Facebook Live. Uh, it's just me and you here on uh, Anchor FM this week. Uh, lots of things going on in league circles this week. Weren't able to get together uh, in person with any guests. Just, just, just it was one of those weeks where we couldn't make it work out, but... We knew we had to still bring you the top quality podcasting that you're used to every week, and that's what we're going to do. So, like I said, there will not be a guest, but we will take a look back at last week, and we will preview Rivalry Week, and that'll set the stage for what I'm calling an extravaganza next week. Uh, The week before Thanksgiving, we hope to get everyone in the league together to look back at Rivalry Week, maybe pay off some debts here and there. And, and just 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 have a, a great time together as a league. But speaking of the Brunswick Ballers Fantasy League, you know, it's pretty much par for the course every week. Something happens that kind of leaves you a little bit astounded. Uh, and, and then other things happen, and you're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And one of those things that happened last week, and, and I, I, I think we found out last week why. Barry's Brawlers and Baltimore's Birds are the two best teams in the league. They are. Okay? There, there's no use denying it anymore. I don't want to hear, well, so-and-so has scored the most points, so maybe they're the best team. Or so-and-so has beat these two teams, maybe they're the best team. No. Enough. It's time to knock that stuff off. Baltimore's Birds and Barry's Brawlers came into last week's game, both at 7-1. and one. Now, the Birds won. The Birds won. They scored 194 points. They got to 8-1. and one. And they beat the Brawlers, who fall to seven and two. But the Brawlers, for for all the the uh, the worry there was last week. Remember, we talked about Barry's Brawlers not having a quarterback, not having this, not having that. He still managed to put up 187 points. The final score was 194 to 87 uh, to 187. I mean that that is astounding. All right, that's probably the highest combined score that we've seen this year. So those two teams, I don't care what anybody else says, they are the two front runners to win this league. And they're both still totally in control of their divisions. Uh, Brawler, you know, nobody could make up any ground on the Brawlers last week. Everybody, you know, they could have got within two games of him lost. So he still has a three-game lead. Baltimore's Birds uh, has a three-game lead in his division. These two are cruising and, you know, the next time, I don't think they face each other again in the regular season. The next time they face each, face each other could be for a fantasy championship. So I just had to highlight that matchup because it was every bit as good as we hoped it would be. And that's a hats off to Baltimore's Birds and a hats off to the Brawlers. Because even in a loss, and I'm not about moral victories. You guys know that about me, right? But even in a loss, he competed. And he put together somehow a team. Of course, he was able to get Josh Allen, and Josh Allen went off, and that's going to help him going forward. But uh, he put together a team that was able to compete with uh, with with the best team in the league, and that's the Birds. Co- you know, a couple other results from last week. You had not Tua B uh, get a win over Raven Nation. Raven Nation falls to four and five. Not Tua B gets to five and four. Eight is enough. Hammered Janice team by. 48 points. Eight is enough goes to three and six. And I want to talk a little bit about eight is enough. 
for all the flack that he caught on last week's Facebook Live podcast, have you looked at his roster lately? Have you looked at eight is enough roster? Because quietly, he has himself a roster that if he's able to get into the playoffs, he could challenge to win this thing. I mean, he's got Rodgers and Breeze as his quarterbacks. You know, A.J. Brown, he was able to finagle, uh, and, and that's a very solid receiver. Um, now, he's got a lot of people on buys this week, but when he gets those guys back from buys and he can put, you know, Edwards Alaire in there and Travis Kelsey, he's got D.J. Dallas, he's got Ezekiel Elliott, who I know isn't setting the world on fire, but, I mean, what's his name? Eight is enough. He's got a chance. So I give him a lot of credit uh, for hanging in there, for for kind of riding out the storm, which which is what his team went through there for a few weeks, uh, and, and getting through the criticism. And there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for eight is enough. So credit to him. Uh, and then, you know, a couple other games from last week, you had Cream arise and continue to rise. They beat Nick's team by seven. 175.85 to 105. Cream Horizon is a competitor to win this entire league. I'm going to say it right now. Um, he, he has gotten better as the year has went on, and I could see that. If you know, I could see that continuing. He, mark my words, he's a threat to win this league. And then you had Danny, and, and probably the, the worst matchup of the week. Danny Dimes scores 122 points, and he's able to still win comfortably against Ben Zub, who was only able to score 94.94 points. So, I mean, when it Ben's up, and of course that's my team, what a terrible week. Uh, you know, you're still four and five, so still in the thick of things, but Danny Dimes got the win that he had to have. He gets to three and six, and his playoff hopes are still, you know, there's still a heartbeat there. There's no doubt about it. You know, you look forward now, we have week 10, 11, 12, and 13. So we have four weeks left in the regular season, and nobody is out of this thing. I mean, even Nick's team, Nick's team, I, you know, I know he's disappointed. He's 2-7, and seven, but he's only a game out of a playoff spot, right? Because right now the 8 seed, 8 is enough, is 3-6. and six. So Nick's team is one game out of a playoff spot. So nothing has been wrapped up except for, in my opinion, the top two seeds. There's going to be a lot of, of moving around in those 3-8 to eight seeds. And who knows how this thing is going to turn out. All I know is that every week something unexpected happens. And I really believe we're about to see a lot of unexpected things happen this coming week. Now, Yahoo has deemed this coming week rivalry week. I don't know how it was determined. Um, you know, I don't believe the commissioner said it this way. Uh, you know, Yahoo decided this is rivalry week. So... What I want to do is take a look at the matchups with you, and let's just kind of dig in a little bit and see what Rivalry Week has in store, because I just have an idea that some interesting things could happen this week, and I'm going to talk to you about it here as, as we take a look. So let's start. I'm going to go from the bottom to the top here on my screen. We got Nick's team at 2-7, and seven, taking on not to a B. Uh, that's Chris Benar, and he's 5-4. and four. So... No doubt about it, this is a huge game for Nick's team. Rivalry week and a game he has to have, right? Got to get that third win somehow. Here is my, here's why I'm a little bit concerned about Nick's team. I'm looking at his team right now. 
he has six players with that uh, Q next to their name. We all know what that Q means, right? Questionable. He's got six players that are questionable. Now, Cam Newton, he's going to play, right? But then, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Chris Carson, Devontae Freeman, you know, uh, Godwin from Tampa Bay. They're all questionable. I look at Bernard, not to a B. I don't see one Q or one O beside anybody on his team. Everybody's healthy. This team looks like they're going to get healthy at the right time. He's got some really nice matchups that he's going to probably be able to exploit. So I, I think this will be close, especially if Nick's team is healthy enough to, to, to put some of his starters out there. But I think not to a B gets two games above 500 and gets to six and four on the year. Let's move on to another important matchup in the playoff, uh, in, the, in the scheme of the playoffs and, and, and rivalry week as well. Danny Dimes, who got the huge win last week to get to three and six, taking on Raven Nation, who's fallen four and five. All right, now, as I look at this matchup, Yahoo has this to be Raven Nation by about nine points. I look up and down the rosters, looks like both teams are pretty healthy. Um, do I, where do I give the slight edge? I kind of think Yahoo maybe needs to put this a little bit closer because, you know, Danny Dimes is going to roll out Kamara and Alvin Hunt. Now, I know Kamara didn't do a lot last week, but I think he'll have a pretty good day against that San Francisco defense. And then Raven Nation continues to stick with Ronald Jones as his running back to go with Aaron Jones. Ronald Jones just isn't getting the touches. I mean, I, I think eventually Raven Nation has to put Ronald Jones on the bench. Now, Danny Dimes is taking a chance. He's going to start Samuel for Carolina. He had a huge week last week, but he was on Dimes' bench. I'm going to go against Yahoo here. I think Danny Dimes wins this matchup, gets the 4-6, and six, and all of a sudden vaults himself right square in the middle of the playoff conversation. So I think Danny Dimes wins. All right, let's move on. Janice team at 157 is favored to beat Barry's Brawlers at 140. You know, I I know what Yahoo says. I can't go against Barry's Brawlers. I'm sorry. I mean, I see them starting Cole Beasley. I see them starting the Washington defense. You know, I see them starting Jonathan Taylor. But for some reason or another, Barry's Brawlers always finds a way to put up points. And I know Jana's team, I know they're very confident in their strategy. They scored the most points of anybody in the league, but they're four and five. But but let me talk about their strategy. They're going to start three Seahawks. They start Russell Wilson and his two top receivers. So if they get in a shootout where they're throwing a lot, yes, that's going to work. But if it's a day where Russell spreads the ball elsewhere, I, I don't know. I, I, I see the positives to Janice team's strategy. I really do. But it just seems like there, there's also some pitfalls there. That, that could affect you because Yahoo is projecting, you know, when Yahoo makes these projections, and, and I've talked to Yahoo people many times, they make these projections based on the, the, the ceiling, right? This is what we expect. And, and most of the time, it's, it's kind of, their projections are very high. I just don't think Janice team's projections are going to live up to what it looks like they're going to live up to this week. I, I really don't. The Rams, who the Seahawks play, the Rams, they have to come out and try to find a way to win. Um, they've got to find a way to slow down the Seattle team. I think that they will just a little bit. 
So, and, and we're sorry for the, the, the background noise there as our uh, security dog started going off as we had autograph seekers trying to get into the studio. But a, as I was saying, uh, you know, Janice team projected 157 points. I don't think she gets near that this week. Barry's Brawlers wins. Brawlers wins this week in rivalry week and gets to eight and two. Moving on. I think this is the most juicy matchup of the week. Okay. Cream's Horizon is projected at 151.77. Eight is enough is projected at 152.51. This is going to be, this is going to be one for the ages. I really believe that because while these two teams, their record says otherwise, you got Cream Horizon at five and four and eight is enough at three and six. You look at these two teams and they're almost somewhat mirror images of each other. Strong receiving cores, okay? They're, they're running backs, so-so, I would say. Um, and quarterbacks, well, quarterbacks, you got to give the edge to, to, uh, to Chris Murphy, and, and eight is enough. But, you know, I still say that Steve Howington and Cream Horizon, even though they're starting Herbert and Alex Smith, he's going to do just fine there. Alex Smith proved to us last week that he's going to be able to move around and make some plays. So I see why Yahoo says this is a close game. But when the dust settles on rivalry week for Cream Horizon and eight is enough, the team coming out on top is eight is enough. Eight is enough is going to win. They're going to be four and six. Cream Horizon falls to five and five. And just more, the, the playoff picture will get even more muddied as we go. And finally, the last game on my screen to talk about is we talked about this team a little bit earlier. Baltimore's Birds at 8-1. and one. They're projected at 152 points against Finns Up at 146.57. Finns Up sitting there at 4-5, and five, and, of course, the Birds are 8-1. and one. Now, huge news for the Birds. Christian McCaffrey will not play this week. He Now, the Birds, it's nothing new for the Birds. He hasn't had McCaffrey most of the year. But McCaffrey came back last week. I think he got him darn near 30 points. Now he goes back to the bench. So you look at what Birds are going to do, and it looks like he's going to start Zach Moss. The Fins up has some injuries of their of their own. Joe Mixon didn't practice today. Looks like he may not play. But really, if you're starting Gio Bernard, that may even be a better start than Joe Mixon. Let me tell you what I see in this game. I know the world says Baltimore's Birds is going to crush Fins up, right? It's going to be a walk in the park for the birds. They're going to cruise to nine and one. I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a regular season game in the NFL back in 1985. Now I was only four years old at the time, but at the time there was a, there was an undefeated team in the league. And I know the birds aren't undefeated, but they're playing like an undefeated team. But in 85, there was an undefeated team named the Chicago bears. And they went down into Miami, feeling pretty good about themselves, and playing a Dolphins team that I think was two or three games above 500 at the time. And that Miami Dolphins team rose up that night and knocked off those undefeated 1985 Chicago Bears. In fact, they gave them their only loss of the season. That game, for some reason, comes to mind when I look at this matchup. Because I think Finn's up is going to play the role of that Miami Dolphins team so many years ago. What are we talking now? 35 years ago. I think that Fins Up team is going to rise up. I think the combination of Derek Carr and Drew Locke is going to outscore Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. I think that Fins Up finds a way to shock the world and beat Baltimore's Birds this coming week on Rivalry Week. 
That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. I've looked at the lineups. I've looked at the stats. This is a win for fins up. You can book it. You can take it to the bank and you can bet on it. All right, folks. So there you go. That's all I have for rivalry week. I hope you've enjoyed it. My predictions, they, they may all go wrong. They may all be right. I don't know. I'm just giving you what I see. Next week is going to be a huge extravaganza. You're not going to want to miss it. Facebook Live pre-Thanksgiving. It's just going to be one heck of a, a show. We'll recap rivalry week. We'll pay off some bets. We'll have a great time, and we'll look at the playoff picture in the Brunswick Ballers Fantasy League. Until next time, my name is Danny Wren. This is the Brunswick Ballers Beat, and I thank you so much for listening.